This morning, I want to take just a few moments as we finish up this morning's service, and I want to look at three statements that will change the world. Three statements that will change the world. We'll be in the book of Luke, chapter number 23, and also in John, chapter number 19. As Jesus was hanging on the cross, he spoke seven different statements. And there's a powerful message in each of the statements that Christ spoke as he hung up there on the cross. But this morning, I want to draw our attention to three of the statements that he made while he was on the cross that I believe when we combine these three statements, uh, we convey a message uh, that has the power to change uh, the world. Matter of fact, what we will see in these messages uh, have changed the world. And so we're going to look at three statements that Christ made while he was on the cross that I believe uh, have the power to change the world. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll get into the message. Father, thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you, Father, as you allowed us through song and scripture, Lord, to travel in our minds back. And Lord, remember why you came to see, Father, that you came as you promised. And Lord, to recognize that you died in our place. And Father, I thank you for that. I pray, dear Lord, that you have used the message of the song and scripture to speak to our hearts already this morning and to prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive the message from your word. Thank you, Lord. Lord, for this privilege and this opportunity that, Lord, we can come together as your believers and, Lord, together as the body of Christ. Uh, Lord, we can remember what you did for us uh, and we can worship you. Uh, and, Father, I thank you for it. I pray you bless now, oh, Lord, as we look at these few thoughts and then, Lord, as we go to breakfast and then the following service, Lord, I pray you bless this morning, uh, Father, Lord, that you will be glorified and, Lord, that the hearts of your people will be challenged and, Father, will thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The first of these three statements that I want to look at this morning is found in Luke chapter number 23. In Luke 23 and in verses 33 and 34, the Bible says, And when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, and here's the statement I want to draw your attention to, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Here in this passage of Scripture, here in this statement that Jesus made, I see a spirit of forgiveness. As Jesus was being crucified, as he was being stripped, mocked, beaten, spit upon, humiliated and tortured, his thoughts towards his captors was that of forgiveness. As his captors were putting upon him things that no human body should ever have to bear his spirit towards his torturers, his spirit towards the soldiers, his spirit towards the Jews that condemned him to death, his spirit towards those that put him on the cross was a spirit of forgiveness. As the nails pierced through his nerves, sending searing pain throughout his body, as he pressed the weight of his body against the nails in his feet, ripping the flesh on his feet so he could gasp for air, he gathered the strength to say these words, Father, 
forgive them. Father, forgive them. How could he demonstrate such compassion on those who were inflicting such pain on his body? How in the world could he demonstrate this spirit towards those who were being completely irregardless of what he was suffering? How? Could he extend forgiveness to a group of Jews who demanded his death when he had came to deliver them? How could he express forgiveness to barbaric Roman soldiers who gave no consideration to the value of a man's life? How could he do this? I say to you, he could offer forgiveness to the Jews who condemned him to death. He could offer forgiveness to the Roman soldiers in the same way that he offers forgiveness to you and I. You see, in that day, there was Jews who were at the scene who were condemning him to death. There were soldiers who were at the scene who were physically driving the nails in his hands and putting the lash across his back. But although you and I were not present, just the same way that they physically bound him to the cross, in the same way you and I have nailed him to the cross. He was there on the cross before because of of our sin. It was my sin. It was your sin that put him on the tree. It was our sin that drove the nails in his hand and feet. It was our sin that mocked him, ridiculed, spit upon, beat him. It was our sin that drove the nails in his head. And so just the same way that he can look at you and I and say if you'll believe upon me, I will forgive you of your sin. On that day he was able to look at the Roman soldiers and say Say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. I want to say that we can see here in this statement that our Savior holds no grudges. He came to seek and to save the lost. He shed his blood that man might receive forgiveness of sin. And in that moment, as the blood was fresh running out of his body, he was in that moment extending the forgiving power of his blood to even those who were physically nailing him to the cross. And as we sang in the song, the blood has never, ever lost its power. And he still extends forgiveness to all who will accept him. The second statement I want to consider this morning is found also in Luke 23, but in verse 39 down through verse number 43. Verse 43 is where we'll find the statement. In verse number 39 it says, And one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise.
paradise. The first statement that I wanted to draw our attention to was Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And he extends that forgiveness to any who will hear him. But the second statement I want us to consider is this statement, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Here in this verse I find a statement of acceptance. Jesus said, Whosoever will may come. He said, Whosoever believeth on me shall have everlasting life. He said, If any man will open the door, I will come in. Jesus is willing and ready to save anyone who will put their trust in him. The thief on the cross had nothing to offer. His life was over. He had spent his life in a, in a life of sin, in a life of crime, in a life of not paying any attention to the morals of God. He was hanging on a cross. He confessed himself. He said, I receiving, I'm getting what I deserve. He said, I'm getting this justly. The Romans are not doing me wrong. I deserve what I'm getting. He had lived a life of sin. His life was over. He was not going to have any opportunity to give anything back to Jesus. He was not going to have any opportunity to prove his dedication. He wasn't going to have any opportunity to give his life in service. He was done. He was over. He was finished. His was wasted and in a matter of hours would be completely done. And he looked at Jesus and he said, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, I'm sorry, but unless you do all these things, I can't help you. No, Jesus said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. As the thief hung there in pain and agony, experiencing the same agony of having to push against the nails and lift himself up, the same agony of gasping for breath, he knew the pain that Jesus was enduring and he looked at Jesus hanging there and something happened and the thief on the cross said there is something different about that man. There is something different about the way that he dies and he looked at him and in an instant the thief believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he knew that he was a real person. He probably had heard much about him. He had probably heard rumors of his teaching. He had probably heard rumors of his miracles. But in that moment, hanging on the cross, the thief believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. He believed that he was the Messiah. He believed that he was the Savior. He believed that he had the ability to wash away his sin. He believed that he had the power to take him into eternity. He believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, will you remember me? And Jesus said, that's all that's required. That's all that has to take place is for someone to put their belief in my ability to deliver them. And he said to the thief, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now don't forget his sin. The sinful, wicked life that this man had lived is the reason that Jesus is on the cross. And yet... Jesus said today, Jesus came to the cross because of our sin, but he came to the cross 
for our sin. He was there so that the thief could receive forgiveness. He was there so that the Roman soldier, who whenever Jesus gave up the ghost, the Roman soldier said, surely this man was the Son of God. He was there that that soldier might receive forgiveness. And the others who sought him, he was on the cross that they might receive forgiveness. And he was on that cross so that you and I might be able to receive forgiveness. And he said, today shalt thou be with with me in paradise. And I say to you this morning, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter the life that you've lived. If you turn to him today, he will say to you, today is salvation come into this place. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. So we see first a message of forgiveness. We see second a message of acceptance. But the third statement that I want to consider is found in the book of John, the book of John chapter number 19. We read this passage just a little bit ago. John chapter number 19. Verse number 28, the Bible says after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. There's two statements in this passage. The first is Jesus said, I thirst. And boy, there's a powerful message there concerning the humanity of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the one that I want to draw your attention to this morning is the statement that he said in verse number 30. It is finished. First, we find a message of forgiveness. Second, we find a message of acceptance. But now we find a message of victory. You say, how is it possible that death could be considered a victory? How is it possible? It seems that he's defeated. It seems that it's over with. And I imagine at that moment when he said it is finished and he gave up the ghost, I imagine for just a brief instant the devil may have thought that he had won and that he had conquered, but it didn't take long for the devil to begin to realize as God began moving across the world, the devil realized that this was not his victory, but it instead it was the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why do I say that it's a victory? Because in that moment, atonement had been made. In that moment, the blood had been shed. In that moment, a perfect lamb had given his life. The payment had been made, and it was a payment that was sufficient to pay for the sin debt of all mankind, past, present, and future. It was a sufficient payment had been made and for the rest of time all man would have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and he might be saved. Man no longer has to live in fear of death. Man now can have deliverance from the penalty of sin. 
many, many times, often you'll hear it. People will say, how could a loving God put anybody in hell? Whenever they make that statement, they reveal ever so clearly how little they understand about the Savior. Because God, the God that we serve is a just God and His justice, His, His, His righteousness demands justice. Therefore, according to His law, when sin has been committed, sin must be paid for. All men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Therefore, all men owe a debt to God and God in His justice must demand payment for that sin. And in light of that, all of man is condemned for eternity. But not only is God righteous and just, He is also a God of love and mercy. Therefore, in His love, He provided a perfect sacrifice to shed His blood to make it possible that no one should ever, ever, ever have to go to hell. In other words, He has provided a free gift that is available to all mankind all that is necessary is to believe in Him and you receive a gift of eternal life. Therefore, if any man finds himself in the lake of fire, it is not because a loving God put him there, but rather because he rejected the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are 100% correct that a loving God does not want to see anyone in hell. The Bible says he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He made a way of salvation, victory. Now any person can be delivered from the penalty of their sin by simply trusting and the Lord Jesus Christ, victory. The power of sin has been eradicated through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The question this morning is this. Will you put your trust in him? The thief on the cross recognized his condition. And he said, Lord, remember me. The question is, will you? Put your trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask each of you to stand there where you are. Miss Debbie's going to make her way to the piano. This morning I ask you this question. Do you need forgiveness? Do you need deliverance? Do you need someone to cover the debt that you owe? Do you need atonement? Jesus offers forgiveness. He will accept any. He has won the victory. Now it's up to you if you're accepting. Will you accept him today?